1: All right, Sharon, we're back together again at Beyond the Mask podcast.
2: I know, and we just did a little bit of Facebook live taping.
1: Tell you what, we're branching out here. You know, for us to be newbies only a year ago, we've learned a whole lot.
2: Yes, we have learned a whole lot. We must be
1: pretty smart
2: well that makes one one of of us us. (laughs) Uh, which one is it
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i you know i know sharon is excited about this podcast she has been talking to me (laughs) about this topic now for months and i am not kidding you guys i have heard about scrub caps and sippy cups podcast (laughs) and sharon has, has said you know what you need to listen to these girls they're doing a great job they're funny so we are delighted to have them on our show tonight we have crystal ellen and Lacey. welcome ladies
3: thank you we're so excited to be here i think more excited than you are oh i don't know if that's so
2: i called him one morning at six o'clock she in did. the morning yeah. whenever i heard the breast pump
1: was like, you gotta listen to
2: this. i'm driving to work six o'clock because he gets up to go work out and- I called him and he answered the phone and didn't cuss me, so it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. Uh, all right, Lacey, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about you and your background.
4: Well, I'm a CRNA and um, mm-hmm. I went to the Minneapolis School of Anesthesia <laughs> in the Midwest and in Minnesota. My son uh, went have- there. No, did What?
2: Who was your program director?
4: It was. Becky Ginkodo. okay, and then Dennis Bless and Brian Thorson, you might know them, Yeah, uh, they were instructors there. Oh, okay. So, been a CRNA for five years, still working in the state of Minnesota, the great states of ice cold right now, <laughs> 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 and then I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and one more on the way. And yeah. so, we're a young are family, you doing? we live out in the country, and yeah, it's fun. When are you due? May. May. So I'm hoping for, I've had January and February babies, I'm hoping for some spring weather.
1: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right. So now let's hear from you, Ellen, and um, you've got a little interesting background. I read your bio. So tell us a little bit about you.
3: Yeah, I do. I am originally from the Ukraine. I moved here when I was four to the United States and I grew up here. So. I only use my background when it's convenient for me.
1: <laughs> like and, most people, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> but I do speak fluent Russian, which comes in handy. Um, oh, yeah. I went to the University of Pittsburgh for my bachelor's, Penn for my master's. I just graduated with my DNP last weekend. Oh, Thank goodness that's over. Yes. And uh, I'm a mom of two little boys, and I can't sit still, and I can't relax. I just do like 50,000 things all at once, so that's me. That's awesome. Totally that's opposite of awesome. Lacey. She's so calm. Well,
1: you know, oh, oh, right. <laughs> most moms have to be a little ADD anyway, right?
3: Yeah, totally. Yeah, How old a, are the boys? Michael is three, and Ben is one and a half, and it is a circus in my house all day long. <laughs>
1: I am sure. I bet it is. I bet it is. So we have Crystal. Crystal, tell us a little bit about you.
5: Hey, I am born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. I haven't gone very far. (laughs) I thought I branched out when I went away to college, but it was about an hour half an hour and a half away, also in Missouri. (laughs) Um, I got my undergrad at Mizzou, and then went to grad school back in St. Louis at Webster University.
1: All right. So, and I didn't mention this up front, but yes, they all three are CRNAs. All three are mothers. And Crystal, I was actually born in St. Charles, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a year or two after you, though. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> what, are,
1: what are you laughing about, Crystal? I know you, you can see me <laughs> and everything. Um, no, we were talking earlier about the ages of my kids. And, you know, Sharon always loves to. Mm-hmm. Give me a hard time about that.
2: The span in between them. So, Crystal, you have one. And how old is your child? My daughter,
5: Tegan, she is six.
1: Tegan is six. Okay. And,
2: and any more coming? You're going to wait how long? You know, well, it'd at least be seven years between them.
5: I change my mind hourly, by
2: minute, by day. So. <laughs> Depends on how they're behaving, uh, how she's behaving that day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had mine close together. Mine were seventeen. Well, yeah, yours are my, twins. Well, yeah, have, yeah, I'm not talking the about shared. the minute apart piece. I'm talking about there a couple were se- minutes apart. Yeah, there were seventeen <laughs> months between my son oh, okay. and my twins. Got now, to. I meant to have them close. I wasn't counting on a minute apart on the second go <laughs> around. Did Somewhere. you say right.
3: seven months? Uh, se-
2: uh, seventeen months. <laughs> yeah, seven, seven months. Been months. Been a little yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. I'm, sure yeah. I'm good, so and I, I am an overachiever, but I'm not. The- <laughs> I mean yeah, that's gonna say, that would have been that's like uh, yeah litters. just just call me Mary. I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: going on there? Oh gosh! All right, Seriously. so tonight we're going to be talking about CRNA's balancing mom life and work life, and then some of the trials and tribulations of being a working mom. And you know, I can relate wholeheartedly. You know, my wife is a CRNA as well, and you know, we have two younger kids, and we have a. Uh, built in babysitter and my older daughter, so she helps out a lot. But um, so it is tough. It's hard to balance a career, especially if you're working full time. And what you guys do is stressful and I'm sure you bring it home sometimes. So, you know, why would you guys say, and Crystal we'll just start with you, why is this topic so important and and why did you guys start this podcast?
5: Well, we really connected with a lot of CRNAs with just like the basic day to day stuff with you know, I'm about to pull my hair out. Are you? And, <laughs> oh, my God, I have the sickest patient today. And there's other mom groups that you could connect with, but no one really gets it unless you're a CRNA. You know, you just don't get the type of job, the responsibilities and all that that goes with it. And then we had this beautiful platform with the Facebook page, but we wanted to branch out. We wanted to share this wisdom we found from all these smart mamas, which is what we've been calling each other for years. I love it. And we just want to share with other working moms, Yeah, other, other moms that are struggling because we all struggle, but not everyone, you know, will admit to it.
1: What I think is so cool about you guys too, is you're all in different places. Um, you know, but you've formed this relationship and this bond. It's pretty cool. It reminds me of some of my wife's friends, but they get together and they can drink wine together and talk about the surgeons they worked with and, you know, the cases and, you know, this scrub tech did this and this CRNA did that. And, but you guys don't have that. You've developed this, this kind of long distance relationship. Lacey, why don't you talk a little bit about that?
4: Well, that's the really cool thing about Facebook and connecting people. There's 6,000 CRNA moms in our group right now who all get on there and do that same thing, (laughs) except it's just with strangers that become your friends. And there are people who are like, where do you live? Because we should really be friends. (laughs) And, you know, there's just a lot of people who've made connections and just different friendships through this group and just through connecting with other people that you wouldn't ordinarily meet with but who are all there to support you and be there for you to celebrate your happy news of having another baby to celebrate you know the exciting milestone your kid just made to hold your hand when something's not going right and we've um, seen some people who've come across some really hard times and Group members have set up GoFundMe accounts, have set up fundraisers for them and, you know, just found multiple ways to support each other.
2: So, Ellen, all of you live in different states. And I remember on one of your podcasts, y'all were talking about going somewhere and actually meeting each other face to face. Um, Any update on that?
3: So, yeah, we do. We live in different states, but not just that. We live in different time zones, so that oh, also wow. makes it interesting. <laughs> but we definitely want to get together. The hard part is the three of us still work full-time, <laughs> so it's uh, like managing, you know, work vacation schedules. And I would love to walk into my job and be like, excuse me, do you know that I am a member of Scrub Cups and City Cups? I have to be allowed <laughs> vacation, but I'm pretty sure they would just like... Snile at me well, and give you, me a poor assignment that day so you just wait you're gonna be famous so you're gonna be famous we're working on it we're well
2: on listen it. from somebody who's a little bit further down the road than you guys are in life you just have to set that means she's older
1: guys shut
2: up Sorry. Um, <laughs> wise. it, it just means. means that yeah. you have to make time. I have girlfriends yes. that I met within the AANA yeah. and we all live in different states. We call ourselves the fab four. And every year in January, we do something together and we missed last January and we will never, ever do that again. So you just have to set it up. This is the weekend. So when we left this past January, we said, okay, Sharon's going to plan this trip. And I planned it the week after I got back and we're going to Vegas next year. That's awesome. That's a great idea. We really should do it.
3: Yeah. Um, I think we were also trying to maybe like hit two birds with one stone and do it during a conference so we can also meet the other moms of the group. So I think that's where it got out of hand because we really limited ourselves to dates. But um, it's tough too because like Lacey's pregnant now and then I hope to get pregnant. So then we're also working around like, you know, maternity leave and flying and nursing and all the stuff. Mm. So we're going to make it happen though. But it's definitely funny being able to FaceTime and Zoom every couple weeks at least. And so you feel like you see each other all the time. But we always joke. We're like, we can't wait to hug
4: <laughs> it's true that's crazy. and we should definitely go to vegas when none of us are pregnant yeah,
1: yeah not right, right now oh, Lisa, that's right. Yeah. That's right. yeah yeah we, we don't want that to be unfair to a certain parties.
4: that's right no no you're pregnant um, and in a
3: bar yeah exactly <laughs> it is
1: funny you know my wife's friends they're all in that 30 something range and it seems like for years now one of them have all been pregnant Along the way, but they're getting to those mid 30s, and I think that's leveling out now. So I think we'll have less and less pregnancies and more and more drinking parties. There you go. Yeah, there you go.
3: (laughs) That sounds fun.
1: So,
2: what was your biggest misconception about parenting?
4: Ellen, you want to take this one first?
3: (laughs) Um, Yeah. My biggest misconception about parenting was that one day you just figure it out mm. and i'm still waiting for that day and i've been told that it never comes because the second you think you figured it out everything changes
1: yeah they figure you out yeah exactly yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. yep yeah. you're always trying to maintain a poker face and you're always losing the game
2: well that's what botox is for but yeah. um, <laughs> exactly uh, uh, my twins yeah. are, will be 33 in april and you never figure it out. Yeah. So.
1: yeah.
3: I figure I you feel- just learn to roll the punches better. That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yes. Roll with the punches. So, all right, Crystal. So, okay. and what were you most unprepared for when you had children?
5: Gosh, what was I actually prepared for? <laughs> that might be the better question, right? <laughs> you know, it was really, I feel like, hard for me. I'm an only child, and we were a really small family. I was never really around kids. I never really did pediatrics with nursing. I really wasn't prepared for any of it. I was prepared to love something so much that, you know, it'll break your heart, but I wasn't prepared for any of, like, the little stuff, the the chore stuff and breastfeeding
2: my god that was a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> my favorite podcast
1: job well you know i mean let's just go down that road i mean you threw it out there crystal so so t- t- talk to me about listen you know, the man I've never, wants to I've know never, about it i I've just never want breastfed to know anything or anyone before but you know i, I heard you my can wife, milk
3: anything with nipples greg
1: <laughs> really
3: remember that movie
4: Ah. Yeah. No? Yes,
1: no. yes. That
4: is from uh Meet the Falkers.
3: Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> right.
1: Hey, I thought you called me the wrong name. I heard and
3: I'm like, oh, it totally got lost. That
1: is too funny. Yeah, that was good. All right. All right. So now that you brought up breastfeeding, Crystal, we just gotta go down this path. I mean, you know, talk to us about that. You know, what's the problem with it?
5: It's not natural. The baby doesn't want to do it you don't want to do it it hurts really bad what else it's it's hard it's a chore i mean it's a full-time job to breastfeed my mm-hmm. baby she would breastfeed for 30 minutes and then sleep for like 20 and then breastfeed again for 30 minutes i mean you literally have a human being attached to your breast 24 7. am i right girls
4: yeah
1: (laughs) Boy, that was in unison too i mean you guys you got this osmosis thing going on
4: oh yeah for being something that's like sustained the human race for as long as we've been alive it is not a natural process (laughs) and you have to learn it and so does your baby Uh, and so i think it's a struggle and people don't expect that and people don't know where to go when they struggle and so people, like, we see it all the time in the group where someone's posting, like, is this normal? Is this something that I should be experiencing? And sometimes it's like, yeah, that's just part of it. And sometimes it's like, no, go get help, go seek out a lactation consultant, go talk to your doctor. You know, like, these are not normal problems. But, you know, we are so separated from our families now where, like, people weren't back, you know, decades and centuries ago, where now it's like, my mom and grandma and aunts and uncles aren't standing there trying to help me learn this. Mm-hmm. And so it's harder, I think, because we're so isolated from our families oh. like that.
1: All right, so this is probably gonna be a male comment. I'm just gonna lay that All out All right, girls. Okay? <laughs> so if it's Get so ready. hard, one, why do you do it? And two, isn't that why they made formula? Oh
4: boy. Spooky Here like we go.
2: Team, I'm just I
4: saying, You're
1: I knew I was stepping logical. into something, okay?
5: It's um, too logical. <laughs> there is something that comes with breastfeeding, especially if you start it. Like, you just, you, the guilt with stopping. And I think there's a stigma.
2: Right. Especially yeah. now. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I think I have a,
5: well, that. her breastfed, she didn't even try. She didn't want to. You know, props to her. Great. But she would put her formula in a little Medela bottle so it would look like it was breast
1: milk. Oh, wow. Oh. Huh.
3: It's like a label.
1: Because
3: <laughs> we, care, we care too much about what other people think of us. Oh, I
1: like that. I like where this is going, Ellen. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, should should women care what other women think about them breastfeeding?
3: No, but we do. Uh, yes. Well, it's just, mean, just like... like
1: Sharon, you, I mean, I, I've never asked you this question, but did, did you breastfeed?
2: <laughs> Sounds like a personal question. It is. I mean, we're getting really personal here today. So. Actually, I had... Two at a time, and I didn't want to feel like a cow, so that answer would be no and when you have oh, okay. when you have twins forgot and I had them on spring break while I was in school and went back to school the next Monday, and oh, one of God. them weighed oh, one of them weighed eight three Oof. I was a baby making machine wow. yeah who does that Ooh. I'm an overachiever. <laughs> you are <laughs> seriously wow. but I couldn't I, you know I had to go back to school so. I couldn't do all that stuff.
3: Yeah. yeah, I agree with Crystal. I think it's totally mom guilt, but it's not internal mom guilt. It's external mom mm-hmm. guilt huh. um, that drives the internal one. Everybody, you're like, what are they going to think? Everybody knows that they say breast is best, but, you know, I don't want to do it, but I have to because Jennifer down the street did it for a whole year. And what is Jennifer going to think? Like, nobody's thinking of you. Nobody even cares. And I have a prime example of this. You probably didn't listen to this podcast of ours, but I told this story on one of ours that I had it in my head. That I have to nurse for a whole year to make my mom proud. And I got to like 10 months and I broke down to my mom. I'm like, I'm not going to make it to a year. And, you know, I'm just so, I'm sorry. And she goes, What are you talking about? I gave you a formula at like six months. (laughs) And I was like, What?
1: Wow. What? Interesting.
3: And I was just devastated because I built up this whole story in my mind about, you know, having to prove myself or make somebody else proud but like they didn't even care well you know when it was my mom and so, so if she didn't care what does jennifer down the street give a crap about what you're right, doing with your baby exactly. she's busy trying to survive her own blood. life yeah. yeah well
2: you know to go to what you just said i put my twins on formula from the very beginning and one of my twins developed insulin-dependent diabetes whenever she was five. Hmm. And whenever I started looking at some of the literature, it says that babies who are given formula are more likely to get diabetes. So, of course, my child got diabetes because of because me. Because of you. You blame because yourself. Of, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's what
4: we do.
1: That's what yeah. moms do. I see that. Yep. I see that. Yeah.
4: I will say that the the mom judging goes both ways. If you're breastfeeding... And someone's formula feeding around you and then they're like, oh, why are you doing that? That's just so much harder on yourself. I, you know, and so I feel like that's the problem with our mom culture these days is like you can't do anything right. Someone will judge you for whatever choice you make. And so you just have to make your own choices and be okay with it and like you said don't care about Jen, Jenny down the block you know just yeah. let it go
1: it's surprising yeah. to me though given the personality of most CRNAs i mean not not all but most i mean you guys are driven very self assured and
2: confident. And, s-
1: confident and you do your own thing i mean you're you know to be concerned about what other people think is interesting to me just kind of knowing the personality of CRNA, so yeah. I think we might need to get off <clears> the <throat> breast now because we've talked about. Are you ovulating
3: yet, Jeremy? That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> not exactly Have what like, I would say. Oh, call that was it, good.
3: Podcast. But-
2: <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, all right. Really. Well, let's let, let's address this. Let's go to the whole marriage aspect yeah, of having of yeah. having children. I mean, it's hard, and then you have a very stressful career on top of that. What about um, you, Lacey? Talk about how do you keep your marriage alive and working with all the stressors that we endure?
4: Oh my gosh, it's. It's a challenge, Um, I'm not going to lie, you know, it's really hard when you have young children on any marriage and then uh, my husband and I are in a little bit of a unique situation because he's a farmer also. And so, um, you know, we're not only working around my call schedule and I'm in-house, I do in-house call sometimes and then I do backup call from home other times, but we're working around the weather and mm-hmm. oh, you know the spring planting and the fall and so it's like there'll be some days when it's like well today looks like like the only day we're going to get this harvest done in the next two weeks and i'm supposed to be on call and so trying to work that out and figure out like okay who's going to get the kids and have like these backup plans and like contingency plans and plan a b c d which is what we do is crnas you know we always mm-hmm. have our, all our plans and so having to do all of that you know, you're really kind of just two ships passing in the night sometimes. And so um, it's a struggle. I don't think we have a perfect balance to it all. But, you know, we find time to just like, we don't watch a ton of TV. And so we find time to just like sit and chat and talk. And we do a lot of like family vacations. And we do a lot of stuff with our you know, extended families. And so that kind of helps too, because then there's other people around that can kind of watch the kids and we'll go off and do our own thing a little bit, but try to do date nights, you know, it gets harder and it's more expensive and we don't live near family. And so, you know, there's definitely some challenges to having little kids and and we have probably more of a challenging situation because both of us have something else going on that's going to pull us away.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I I mean, we even find that my wife doesn't work full time. She uh, works 1099 in the PRN status and typically works on average two to three days a week. But I work a lot. I love what I do. And, you know, I do work a lot. And, you know, I get home and if she's been with the kids all day, you know, she wants to hand them off. And I just need time to myself for a few minutes before I delve into the kids, you know. And then we, you know, we have to work at, you know, are we going to have date nights? Are we going to, you know, whatever. <laughs> and and I don't know what Sharon just said, but anyway, oh. whoever knows. Oh, Ellen, we see you. We
3: see you now, Ellen. I'm, I'm literally, like, rigging this to be able to see you guys. I am on audio on my computer, but I finally had a bright idea for once in my life, and I logged in with video on my phone All right. so I'm like double teaming you right now. All right. It's like Ellen Overload. <laughs> <laughs> and they can uh, see your closet now.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can see oh, your closet. Yeah,
3: now you can see my closet.
1: Uh, Alright, Crystal, what about you? I mean, what do you do to kind of keep your marriage alive with your husband? You've got one child, um, right. and is it easier, do you think, than the other girls with with two at this point, or do you still find the same type of issues?
5: I mean, I'm sure it's some of the same challenges. It's definitely harder with more than one. But you really just have to make an effort and be intentional about your marriage. You have to, you know, if you're going to schedule in the gym or you're going to schedule in work or, you know, schedule in a play date, you have to schedule in that stuff for your marriage, too. You can't just put that on the back burner, you know. So we try to do date nights, family dinners. Oh, I read a book. The five love languages? Yeah. That's very oh, good. That's a good
1: one. Yeah, it's actually he used to be the uh well, where we used to go to church, uh, Gary was actually our pastor. When we did our marriage counseling, he was the one that wow. did that for us. So yeah.
2: So what's your love language, Jeremy?
1: Mine is uh time. Quality time. Really? Yeah. And touch. Those are my two oh, top. Oh, man. Of, of course it, it is. is I mean, I'm not lying. <laughs> I just kidding. It, touch and quality time. So yeah. <laughs> Hey, do you know your love language, Crystal?
5: Mine is, oh gosh. All right,
1: the time's up. You you should know it right now, sorry.
5: The
4: gifts
1: one. Uh, Gifts. Oh, really? Yeah, the
4: gifts is one. That's funny
1: because me and my wife both are not into the gift side. You know, hers is more quality time, whereas mine's more touch, but both of those are the top two for both of us, so.
5: I mean, it's not, you know, expensive gifts. It's just, you know, something that shows that they were thinking about me.
1: Oh, I thought you meant something that sparkled and...
2: Oh, never anything wrong with that, though. (laughs) So, Ellen, are you familiar with the book? Do you know your love language? What's your love language? I don't know
3: whatever its, like, official name is, but I know that... I respond best when I feel like my spouse is helping me and like pitching in. And um, I forget whatever one that's called. That's acts of um, service.
2: Yeah, that's mine too.
3: Yes, I love that. I tell my husband all the time. I'm like, if I just see you, you can just stand next to the dishwasher and pretend you're unloading it. But that is just enough for me to make me very happy.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm like that. And if you take out the garbage, man, oh, my God, that. Makes me happy. That's it. If, he, if takes Pierce
1: takes out the over. garbage, you're running into the bedroom waiting for him. Is that the way it works? <laughs> yeah, close. Yeah, there you go. That was a resounding yes. I'm taking out the garbage <laughs> and I'm emptying the dishwasher See, you learn something today. Just say
3: you're it. You're gonna start ovulating too soon. That's it.
2: If you get the and, and oh if God. you listen, oh. let me tell you, a man's idea of doing the laundry is throwing it oh, in God. the washing machine. What's wrong with that? That does not uh, uh, doing the laundry means you also put it in the dryer. You fold it and you put it up. I don't
1: mind putting it in the dryer. I hate Listen, it. Listen,
2: Pierce will say, I did the laundry for yeah. you. Really? Really? Yeah. All you got to wash in mind is a thong, man. Everything else
1: goes to the... Everything else Sharon got guys. really excited <laughs> and knocked over. Everything else goes
3: to she is just throwing things right. dry I'll tell you, there's this video online. I'll have to send it to you guys after this podcast. But basically, it's like this lady who describes her husband and him doing laundry or helping out with anything and there's like this zone that she describes that exists for men it's between the bed and the hamper and that's where they throw their laundry like it doesn't ever make it into the hamper it just makes it right on that spot on the floor and that's like the zone that she describes and that's a thousand percent true it's a real life oh my
4: god Okay, I have to I have to own up now because I think my husband's going to listen to this episode and he's going to be really mad if I do not own this. But he is much better at doing the laundry than I am. See, that's I'm the, way the one I am. with the zone, and he's the one who puts it in the hamper. He's also the one who like makes sure that it gets done. He does not put <laughs> my clothes away, so they're all sitting in a basket. But he'll put the kids' clothes away. And, yeah. and he's just. That's I will funny. give him credit here because credit is due. Uh,
2: speaking <laughs> okay. of laundry job, and children, can you believe how much laundry you have with small children? I mean, and oh, they're oh, so God.
4: little and yet so much mm. laundry. <laughs> Yeah. Their clothes are so small, but it multiplies somehow in the hamper.
1: <laughs> I, I see how you guys do this because it just, you know, we could continue to talk about all this stuff and on and on and on. So now, you know, I'm going to have to start listening to your podcast and. <laughs> My friends and my wife are going to go, what in the world are you doing listening to the scrub caps and sippy cups? But this is fun. While this you're ovulating. Yeah, while I'm ovulating. Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing the laundry and I'm unloading the dishwasher and I'm making it from the uh, well, Your I, right to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the effect we have. Oh, gosh. All right.
2: Well, let's wrap this up on one question here. What do you do for yourself, besides being on our podcast? But it's hard to find time when you're a mom. So, Crystal, why don't you kick us off?
5: Oh, I have to make time for the gym or some sort of fitness. And I have to get a manicure every other week. Have to.
1: That's awesome. They, you know, we had um, the young ladies from Balancing Fit on. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jamies. The Jamies. And um, I don't know whether you follow them. They're on Instagram and so forth, but there are a couple of CRNAs. But Balancing Fit will give them a, a shout out here, too. And that's Yeah, one of they the have like 50,000
2: followers. Yeah, and- so they've done a great wow. job
1: with it. So, All right. Lacey, what do you do for yourself these days?
4: Well, so this is going to be a, a long winded question, but. You know, one of the hardest parts for me about becoming a mom was losing myself. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I distinctly remember the very first time I went to daycare and went to pick up my son and they were like, Owen's mom is here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Owen's mom? My name's Lacey. (laughs) Like, but you become someone else's mom. You stop being you and you become someone else's mom in other people's eyes. And so it's really easy to kind of lose yourself. So I've really struggled with that. And. You know, I'm kind of refinding myself through this, and I love doing the podcasting. I love hanging out with these ladies; they're so amazing and inspiring. I like to read also, and then uh, my family and I travel a lot, and we go camping and we go hiking, and then we um, we've taken both our kids internationally also, and so you know, we kind of do that stuff. And then for myself, just myself, I like to read. I like to knit although I haven't done it as much lately and um, I like to just go out with friends like I like to get off work a little early and just meet a friend out for coffee and talk and I enjoy doing that kind of stuff.
1: Hey and Lacey your friends like you to go out with them because you're the DD now.
4: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, Ellen what do you do for yourself?
3: I'm pretty lame because I kind of agree with Lacey like I've not lost myself, but I've reprioritized. Like I wish I had the dedication that Crystal has to get her nails done every two weeks, but I just <laughs> forget. And then I'll like, I'll have a, an hour to do it. And I'll be like, no, you know, I'm just going to go home and cook. So I love cooking. That's like my outlet right now. I'm not a good baker. I'm trying really hard to be one, but it's just not working out, but I'm trying. I love cooking. I am obsessed with reality television. I have like an obsession with the real housewives franchise. (laughs) I think that it helps me disconnect from my real life and it's so mindless and I watch them and I'm like, wow, I'm doing really well. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that. Um, And, um, I love to go to the gym, even though I don't get there as much as I should, but mentally and emotionally, that is a staple in my life. It keeps me grounded and I wouldn't survive without it. I don't think But I'm pretty simple. Those are my three big things right now.
2: Well, going back to what Lacey said about losing yourself, this has been many, many minutes ago. And Pierce and I have been married to my husband for 37 years. And... He and I were having uh, little problems, and so we were going to a a therapist to work it out. And one of the things that they told us not to do, and most parents do this, they'll call each other Mama and Daddy. Mm. And they said, you are not supposed to do that. Wow. Oh, no. you, are you supposed, take on that
1: persona, I guess.
2: You do. Yeah. And, you know, men are always looking for their mama. I mean, they come out of the womb trying to get back <laughs> well, in. Well, women are always and looking <laughs> for their daddy, so, too. So, yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> and yours did almost dead since you're old enough to be your daddy almost. Oh, you so funny. <laughs> but um, they did say you lose who you are. And then he will start seeing you as – mama and not as sharon and that. and yeah. so right. it made perfect sense now We've got a little six pound dog. That's the love of my husband's life, and he'll get. He, he calls me mama again, and I, you know, some things oh are just gosh. not worth the fight. But
3: that's that's true. I have the opposite problem in my house. I refer to my husband as babe all the time, and he does too. And now my son calls us babe. Oh wow! That's <laughs> ah, so we have to break that. Now I don't know what to do. Yeah, our kids, <laughs> our really? kids will call
1: us by our names, Sarah, Jeremy. I'm like, no, 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 it's mom and dad. <laughs>
2: Ah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, it's about like my twins, their names are Michelle and Danielle. And when they went to kindergarten, both of them thought their name was Shell Danielle because when you yelled for them, you uh-huh. go, Shell Danielle. <laughs> and so you'd ask oh, one, so what's, your name? Um, what's uh, your name, Shell Danielle? What's your name, Shell
3: Danielle? They could be calling us much worse than Babe and, uh, you know, yeah, Jeremy. That
1: is true. So Yeah, yeah, that's true.
4: When my son wants to get our attention, he just yells, Parent!
1: oh my god that's awesome (laughs) he does not
5: i realized i had lost myself when i was creating my instagram account and the only handle name i could think of was tegan's mom
1: oh yeah
2: yeah
5: Yeah. Uh, time to to get get it together.
1: Get it together. Yeah. Well, guys, I know we could probably talk to you guys all night long. This is great. And uh, so where can our listeners find you guys? Tell them about your podcast. And if you've got an Instagram or Facebook, go ahead and let them know about that.
3: Yeah. Crystal, you want to take it? You're good at it.
5: Yeah. So um, our podcast, you can find us on any podcast player. We are Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups and you can connect with us on social media on Facebook at scrubcaps and sippy cups or on Instagram
3: and Twitter at hey smart mamas.
1: Hey smart mamas, I like that. Yeah. That's hey, good. Smart
3: mamas. That's, that's what good. we refer to each other as in the group when we ask a question, they say hey smart mamas, I, love <laughs> I have a question about such and such. So.
1: Oh, that's cool. I that's love cool. it. Anything you guys would like to conclude on as we kind of wrap up?
3: I want to say one thing. I know we were talking about women being super judgmental of other women, and I know this became really apparent this weekend after the Super Bowl and all the um, backlash with, uh, what was, I can't remember their names anymore, J-Lo and Shakira. I will say that the reason that our podcast and our group has become so successful, I think the number one thing is there's no judgment there. People ask and say things that are, so vulnerable and so easy to tear apart and tear down and attack character and attack a marriage or a relationship or the way you raise your children. But truthfully, that is why our group is so successful. And what everybody always says in their reviews is that they feel that it is the safest place they can go, sometimes safer than their own relationships at home, to talk about any issues, anything, and any possible topics that they have. So I really want to encourage everybody who listens to this and our podcast and just out there in general don't be like the people tearing down JLo and shakira you know yeah. build people up fix their crown and don't mention yeah. anything about it
1: well ellen to that point too i mean we see it in the crna community and some of the mm. online forums facebook and so forth i mean i know you guys do you know it's a definite problem out there and that's amazing that, that you guys have put together a group of good folks who try to lift people up and not tear them down. So, I love it. Yeah, it's good
4: stuff. You know, I'm in some Facebook groups where stuff's getting – you can just tell stuff's getting reported all the time. Yeah. And there's people, like, breaking the group rules and all of that. And it's very rare. I would say, like, what, once a month something gets reported and it's usually by accident. Like Yeah, typically. And I would yeah. think that
3: – we like to be fair. We are pretty strict. Like we bring down the hammer and we tell people right away that's not acceptable, and next time you're out. But I think people respect that more, and they know that the lines are there and they cannot cross them because they will not sacrifice the, you know, the sacred group that Crystal had started and we had all built, and people find safety in. So we can't let those people ruin that for everyone.
1: Ellen, I like well, that. Well, it's part bring, of the group bring down culture, the hammer.
3: and
4: so it's easy to like. You know, it's not just the three of us enforcing things it's the group culture Ah. and if somebody says something that's out of line usually we're not even aware of it before somebody else has dealt with it well that's all that goes back nice that that happens
2: leadership ladies leadership ladies and you ladies are leaders within your group and that's the reason why and so Ellen, everything rises and falls on leadership. Well,
1: it does. And, you know, to Ellen's point, That's you know, true. she said, bring down the hammer. <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought that was a good anesthesia term. You know, I you like it. You guys knock them out. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So you I can like tell that. the guy that doesn't even, give anesthesia. I didn't plan that. But it, I was thought good. it was a great no lead. That one's perfect. Yeah, so. it was good. Well, we want to thank you ladies for being with us tonight and uh, again, I found it very interesting, Sharon, you were right. You don't hear me say that very <laughs> say often. Say that one more time. Right. man. You know, that's
2: my three <laughs> favorite words I, know, I like to hear. And sometimes <laughs> I do have
1: to say it. So, um, <laughs> but we want to we want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and
2: Sharon Pierce.
1: If you like our show and want to know more, check us out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review but only if it's positive we want no negative reviews out there until next time
2: it's a wrap
1: hi everybody this is jeremy remember back in episode 45 when my co-hosts sharon pierce and kimberly gordon talked about the candidate school for nurses that they're piloting at yale for May of 2020. The application process opened on January 1st. If you're a nurse or a nurse anesthetist and interested in running for elected office, or even if you're interested in managing another nurse's campaign, you will not wanna miss this opportunity. As the first candidate school for nurses in the country, you will want to be in the inaugural class. Just go to the Yale Nursing website and search candidate school for nurses and apply today.
0: If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for also check out the special series section on the site you can follow along and catch up on the CRNA history series episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry or try the CRNA personal finance series it's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com and if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyond TheMaskPodcast.com, And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.